Go Loud presents Around the World in 80 Gays. This is going to sound weird, but I'm in the convent. I'm unhappy there. I know something is going on. I'm I'm just not content. I'm finding the whole religious mm. side of things. Samantha Rid- Fox. Ridiculous. <laughs> Came on the telly. <laughs> I started dancing. I said, <laughs> and I had this dream. This is going to sound so weird. I had this dream of the night and it was in yellow. Wow. Okay. Everything was in yellow. And for some reason, I woke up and I thought, oh, my God, I'm gay. I had a dream Whoa. in yellow. An epiphany. Was that Coldplay song in the charts at the time? No. No. Okay. It? No. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 gays. In 80 gays. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 gays. Heroes of our bygone days who fought for freedom and equality. Icons, anthems coming out. Pronouns, drag queen struggles, life and love. Around the world, around the world, in eighty gays, in eighty gays. Around the world, around the world, in eighty gays, in eighty gays. Welcome to Around the World in 80 Gays, a podcast hosted by me, Catherine Lynch. And me, Brian Kennedy. Each week we talk about gay culture, gay inspirations and gay icons. And Brian probably name drops every celebrity he's ever met. (laughs) You know I'm going to. (laughs) This week we have another incredible guest to share the stories of their gay lives with us. We've locked the studio doors and have been tracking her since she left her house this morning via CCTV. But sure, that's not a new experience to her. Oh, is that a hint, Catherine? In the year 2000, can you believe that? 22 years ago, she was one of the most famous people in Ireland and the UK after appearing on the first ever series of Big Brother. Since then, she's worked at the BBC, Channel 4, RTE, in front of the camera and behind the scenes as a producer, a development executive. She's also been a puppet, a poet, a pirate, a pauper, a documentary (laughs) maker and a nun. And in about six seconds, we promise we're going to finally say her name. She's going to share her gay icons, gay anthems, and the person who has her first gay inspiration with us over the next six hours. Six hours? <laughs> Money joking. <laughs> right, okay. 30 to maybe 40 minutes at a push, depending how interesting it all is. People of the world, please welcome to Around the World in 80 Gays, the wonderful and warm and witty Sister Anna Nolan. Yay! <laughs> Yay! She's here. Oh, you too. <laughs> what an intro. How are you? I'm very good. Great, yeah. it's great to see you. I'm I'm laughing at that. That is some introduction. Yeah, and I love the uh, nun references. <laughs> the none of this, none of that, none, none of, of the other, none, none of that. that. I'd, exactly. I'd say you've heard every single joke there is to hear about. <laughs> I'll try a few more. Right. We'll give a few more go. <laughs> oh, those nuns—they all look alike. I mean, look alike. <laughs> And we're off. <laughs> and we're off. And this uh, podcast is really just about the wonderful world of feeling comfortable finally, people, you know, being gay and the journey that you went on mm. and, you know, the sad parts, the happy parts and just that struggle. Mm. And I suppose we first ask our guests to share their coming out story mm. and mm. We, we get straight in there, don't we? Bro? Yeah, I'd love yeah. to know that because you're a, you're a working class girl, right? Yeah. From, uh, from a certain part of Dublin 8. From Rialto. Yes, that's Dublin right. Eight. So we are actually neighbours even indeed. then. Yeah. What was it like being a young gay girl growing up in that environment? Okay, so the year is 1988, late 80s. 
Ireland is miserable. Well, I was in London. The stink of patchouli in the place. (laughs) That was your room, Catherine. (laughs) It was quite a depressing place, I found. And I had, uh, before I came out as gay, I'd done a little sidestep into a convent. Gave that a go for two years because I thought that was my calling. Do you know what? I, yeah, the, the calling, just say coming out and the calling are similar. Yeah. So how did you tell your parents that you wanted to be a nun is interesting. I can remember it vividly. I uh, decided I was going to tell them it was just my mother, I think. And I mean, this, I remember it vividly. It's just my mother, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so We're I'm all on the same room. page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm, so I'm in the sitting room and I say to her, I want to go away on this weekend. So the Loretta Order kind of invited young people who were interested yeah. to go and test it out. Yeah. So it'd be a little weekend away. Um, and, and that was it. And the weekend kind of became a month, a few months later. And then... So you I, didn't come home? No, I did. Oh, I did. I home. did a weekend, did a week, then tried a month. And then eventually I said I was going to join them. And it wow. was... It was, I'd say it was really shocking for them. You know, yeah. I know they didn't like it. They didn't like they it. They didn't like it. Do you think that they were all. more accepting that you came out as a gay woman than going in to a convent? Or was that a sidestep? Like, were you I trying to sidestep coming out to them? I didn't know that I was a lesbian when I was going into the convent. Okay. You know, I was just drawn to these, in fairness, amazing women who did amazing work. Sure. And I, and I thought, I'll do that for a while. Yeah, but then when I came out to them, it I had left the convent uh, for that reason. I think you know mm-hmm. I realised I was attracted to women. Did you have a little crush on the inside of the convent? I had crushes on lots of women, yeah. not necessarily any of the nuns, mm. but you know I was playing basketball as a basketball player that I was kind of mad about. I also realised I wasn't attracted to guys. At all. At yeah, all. Yeah. Zero. How did zero. that materialise? Like you were looking at your girlfriends probably yeah, well, googling. Yeah. I'd be even in school, there'd be my friends, look at that guy yeah. and we'd hang around with the lads in the local area and play basketball with the lads. And mm. there was all these conversations. Isn't he fabulous? Isn't he beautiful? Oh my God, his legs. And I would be sitting there going, no, no, I do not feel anything for yeah. any of these yeah. guys at yeah. all whereas in school I'd have crushes on female teachers yes in basketball I'd admire some of the players and maybe have a crush or two um I so didn't know basketball how... was so huge in in Rialto yeah it was that's well, surprising was in, to me in Shakur Oblitz wow they had, I've um, never even heard of that you yeah. were on the national team yes yeah she was a, a full national. of surprises I, I wasn't on the national team no I, I represented Ireland, Ireland in a yeah. tournament okay. in Canada that's Have called to. national to us you know how well, proud us Irish people are <laughs> <laughs> I was on the Dublin team that was in an international uh, yeah, that's my mother thought I was in the Olympic Games I said the community games but she wasn't <laughs> having any of it the community games yeah. oh my god wow. so tell yeah. how many kids in your house so siblings? I had six siblings so five sisters and one brother yeah. so, so what was it like being in the Nolan sisters <laughs> I was in the mood for dancing a lot. I bet you were. Um, great. Lovely. Any other gay siblings? No, no other gay same siblings. Same as me, yeah, absolutely yeah. same as me. I have cousins who are lesbians, but no, yeah. no gay siblings. Oh, wow. Well. So to come out to them was, it was hard yeah. because there wasn't very much visibility in the, you know, yeah. by this time when I left the convent, it's... 91 so I'm 21 years of wow, age wow 91 yeah and I remember telling my mother and she was upset she came into the room and she said I was going out with this guy at the time and she said 
you don't like him. Sure, you don't. You oh. don't like any of the boys that call around for you. Oh. Not that there was a so she knew. Boys. So she knew. She knew, and she said, "Tell me, you're, you're a lesbian, aren't you?" I said, "Of course, wow. I'm not a lesbian." <laughs> and then I went, "Okay, I am." Well, yeah, and, and, wow. and while you were in the nuns, how were you? Entertain yourself in a gay way. Did you go to a club? Were you I cloak and da- dagger? I wasn't out in the convent. You weren't out in the I convent. I didn't come out to myself mm-hmm. or anybody else right. until I left. So between the age of 18 when yeah. I joined the convent and 20-ish, there was two years. It was brilliant. Two years of soul searching. Two years of, I don't know, like we studied human development, theology, Religions of the world. It was mm. fabulous. Yeah. It really was. You did a lot of meditation. You went to a lot of masses and um, you ayahuasca. Just... <laughs> ayahuasca. <laughs> you know, it's a meditation drug. Oh, it's <laughs> a serious I've truth drug. Oh, Google it. Oh, we'll all go on a okay. ayahuasca. Okay. People at home, Google it. It's a truth drug. Okay. Very famous truth drug. Well, there was a mental ayahuasca going on, yeah. and you know. Do you think? Do you think realistically, Anna Nolan, that you were taking a break from yourself? You were not having to ask deep questions. You weren't having to think, am I a lesbian, am I not? You, you suddenly had an identity that was all about being a nun mm-hmm. and giving yourself up to God and all of those things. So in other words, you give the responsibility of yourself away. It's a really good point. There was a That was excellent. You're nodding mm. there. Are you impressed by that I'm point? I'm impressed by that. I'm just yes. struck by it. Yeah. yeah, there was a very clear path once you went into the convent. Yeah. And there was structure and there were rituals uh-huh. and you had your daily schedule and you're up at six and your mass and prayer and... And no drinking and, and no, no smoke or whatever, whatever no, you wanted. So you're, you're being very much being led. This yeah. is the path that you're going down. So on the one hand, you're right. It takes away any responsibility of coming to terms with things. But actually, then there is space to where you have to confront really and truly what's going on. Yes. And when did that happen? How did that happen? Can you remember? I can remember it vividly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Next week on best. I Can Remember yeah. It Vividly. <laughs> Um, this is going to sound weird, but I'm in the convent. I'm unhappy there. I know something is going on. I'm I'm just not content. I'm finding the whole religious mm. side of things. Samantha Rid- Fox. Ridiculous. <laughs> Came on the telly. <laughs> I started dancing. <laughs> and I had this dream. This is going to sound so weird. I had this dream of the night and it was in yellow. Wow. Okay. Everything was in yellow. And for some reason, I woke up and I thought, oh, my God, I'm gay. I had a dream (gasps) in yellow. An epiphany. It was an epiphany, the maddest epiphany. There is no connection, by the way. (laughs) Was that Coldplay song in the charts at the time? (laughs) No. No, it wasn't. Okay. But did you just like, literally, I can see you waking up in yellow and going, oh, my God, I'm gay. Yeah. And what did you do about it then? And then I decided I have to leave. And I went down to the novice mistress that morning and I said, I'm not happy here. I didn't talk about the yellow dream. I'm not happy here, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. And she said, OK, you spent the next three days thinking you're staying. And then the following three days thinking you're leaving. Oh, that's clever. But going around each day. like normally. That's very clever. And she says, you'll know by the end of day six because you'll feel which three days you were most comfortable with. And I knew after the six days that I needed to Wow, leave. she was a kind nun, actually. Yeah, she was. She was yeah. smart. She yeah. was smart. And you know what? I love the way that you actually have praised uh, because it's very hard for us to praise the nuns, you know, and I have had nuns in my family and saw them do really good things like Cura Cares and being founders of good things that happen. And we forget in the mix of the awful things that happened that there mm. was good nuns. Yeah, there absolutely were good nuns. And 
I liked them. I liked the Loretta Order. They're yeah. an order that focuses on education, you know, fem- for females. Yeah. Um. So I liked what they were about. Yeah. Well, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and him. <laughs> well, because you often think as well, even even in the religious world, still women are on the back foot. You know, you can't be priests. The priests Absolutely. are in charge. Absolutely. You know, so even being a nun, you're yeah. on the back foot. Absolutely. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And know. then you're a gay nun. Yeah. Which is even further back in some people's minds. Yes, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure there are many women who are in religious orders who are lesbians who haven't left enough somehow. Just don't even. want a world with men in it, really. But essentially... Just want just like community living. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of pros to, you know, living with like-minded people. And the Bride of Christ thing is so odd, isn't it? That you, you, oh, you take yeah. a, a wedding ring and you become the Bride of Christ yeah. and all of that. So you actually do marry, but you marry him. Yeah, and all these institutions are flawed. And, yeah, you know, all institutions are flawed. Yeah, totally. you absolutely, know. absolutely. And, okay, so you're the young Anna. Yeah, you're I'm right. So okay, ladies and gentlemen, you. the habit is off. I'm coming. <laughs> ah! Yeah, you're the young Anna, and you're in a bar, and it's a gay bar. Yeah. What gay bar is it, and yeah. what's happening? What does that look oh like? Oh my God, it is the Parliament on Parliament Street, and I'm there with my two friends, and they're introducing me to the gay world, and it's so incredibly what did your hair look like my hair was long in a ponytail what was I wearing I don't know but I felt good Um, and it was just so like coming out is the it's the most exciting thing because all these shackles are lifted the weight is off your shoulder you just are and you're cool well, <laughs> you're cool. Like, you know what I mean? You're in a gay bar. There's great music. There's yeah. kinda, And you're young, even though naughty. you don't realise you're young. How young were you then? 21. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. 21. Like, being able to look at women and go, oh, my yes. God, she's gorgeous. Yes. Or and do something about the it. First, like flirting for the first time. Imagine I'd yeah. never done that as yeah. a teenager. I wasn't aware of myself sexually yeah. or sexually yeah um so just kind of being present in a place that you could flirt and have fun and mm. talk to people and find people and who did you flirt okay. with who was your first who was my i didn't i wasn't confident enough to flirt massively yeah but then i grew in confidence um and i remembered this woman approaching me my first girlfriend jackie and this was maybe three or four months after i'd come out and it was just so <laughs> <laughs> so funny it was just my sister Mary used to say to me I love going to lesbian bars with you because I'm really tall in them <laughs> because obviously you're in a bar with, with guys they're, they're taller yeah. um, but she just came over and it was just a, some sort of pickup line she said to me and I just I couldn't believe it. my brain couldn't compute that somebody is openly you know yeah. having fun and she's given you the wink and, yeah. such. I'm confident yeah. enough to do that yeah walk absolutely. right up to you yeah. And she'd obviously been watching you for a while going, look at her, she's gorgeous. I'm going to ask her out. That's exactly what had happened. Brian. Yeah. See, <laughs> see how I knew that. <laughs> no, you're not. You're confident. You're here. Yeah. Um, but it was it was an amazing, ex- it was an amazing time coming out in yeah. Dublin. It's early 90s. Um, was there a the- gay anthem? Like a record at the time that you just thought, that's my tune. Oh my God, that's a really great question. I wish I'd Googled it. What were we, what were we dancing to? I know, but people danced then. Like you'd go to. I know, I miss dancing. Dance so much. And they don't dance yeah. at all now. No. That's um, right. I love. I really miss dancing, don't you? Everything was a gay anthem. You had Madonna. Yes. Yeah. Had, you know Whitney. And That's yes. true. The Pet Shop Boys. All of those records. That's true. Yeah. 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 It was a really brilliant time for music. It was. Yeah. Who would be your gay um, icon? Female gay icon in music. Okay, so I was thinking about this 
and icons. And I suppose uh, when I came out in the late 80s, early, you know, early 90s, there wasn't much visibility mm. there. There weren't many out mm. people in film, in music. Um, but it's when I moved to Scotland. So I got my heart broken in Dublin and I went to Scotland at the age of 20. Oh, there's a story there. And that's... Um, yeah, she finished with me. The was that Jackie? Jackie, yeah. Jackie, we're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's in America. Let's go over. Yeah. Let's do a podcast from there. Yeah. Around the world Jackie. in 80 games. Yeah. Finding Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. Why did you choose Scotland? Because my sister was living there. Lovely. In Edinburgh or where? In Edinburgh. Oh, fabulous city. Yeah. And so I arrived. It's like San Francisco. Oh, it's fabulous. I arrived yeah. over to this gay scene and just got stuck in. Started working in a gay cafe and my life just became gay for three years. Oh, oh, how wonderful. And it was, so when you talk about icons, there were people in, I didn't have to look too far up, you know, or too far away from yes. icons because there was a music scene, there was a culture scene. We, we the cafe was around the corner from the Edinburgh Playhouse. Oh, I know exactly where so you are. Yeah. artists and performers would be coming yeah. through every few weeks and you get to, yeah, and you get to know them. To the cute Irish girl who works there. Well, yeah. I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I, Anna, repeat after me. I am gorgeous. <laughs> Catherine, you are gorgeous. Oh, thanks. Yeah. thanks. It's all about you, Catherine. Anyway, back to our guest. But but people who I admired who were out, I suppose, there was a great comedy scene in Edinburgh. And I don't know if you remember Rona Cameron. You're sure. Of course, Scottish. Yeah. And Donna McPhail's. So yeah. These were two lesbians yeah. who were kind of making it big yeah. on the. Like the Sue Perkins and that, those ladies came later. That's right. But Rona not, was, yeah. yeah I know exactly who you later. mean. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, can you explain to me who they are? I'm still very. Comedian. They're first ever kind of out lesbian comedians oh, yeah. that we ever had on TV. I lived in London at the time, so she was on telly a lot mm. there. Mm. Maybe not so much here, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I remember Rona Cameron very clearly, actually. Mm. She's a great presenter. Yeah, she Beautiful was. Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't snog her, did you? No, I didn't. But Damn I had lots of people who did. Oh, good for her. <laughs> and then there'd be, I'm working in this cafe. There was my friend Ali and she was in a band called the Well Oil Sisters and they were big in <laughs> London. And, and, and the Well Oil Sisters. You should look them up. They're fantastic. We it will. We will. Rockabilly women. Oh, wow. Yeah. Put a footnote on that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the kind of the, that's where my icons were, you know, the people. Who so they were ordinary icons. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was parochial icons. Yeah. They were within reach and yeah. distance. Oh. Because there was a rich out cultural scene in yeah. Edinburgh yeah. that, you know, as I say, didn't have to look too far away for it. And so it does tell us, though, that really there was nobody apart from Rona Cameron in, in comedy. There wasn't really anybody on screen that no. you thought, no, she's my girl. No. Yeah. There wasn't. That's that's a shame. What about yeah. people like Katie Lang? Yeah. 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 She was. Yeah, she was phenomenal. She was amazing. She, she was, was so powerfully yeah, oh, yeah. present yeah. in her gayness. Wasn't yeah, she? and Melissa Etheridge yes. as yes. well. Indigo Girls, I suppose. Indigo a little Girls. Bit yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was the oh. parochialism that gave you the power. Yeah, it was I love that your actually. Your community. Yeah, a very yeah. strong, open, healthy LGBT community just all around me. Yeah. Oh. And that was just the look of working in a gay cafe. So it sounds to me like you, maybe there wasn't another time where you thought, God, I actually don't want to be gay now. 
Did that ever cross your mind? Never. I love that. I kind of knew the answer already, Never. but that's wonderful because a lot of gay people would Do often. Do Oh yeah, we we were just talking about it. Absolutely. I I, I wanted to pray the gay away uh, every single day on the Falls Road. Absolutely, I did. Really. Yeah, yeah. Really sad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I didn't, and I'm I'm glad to say. But I love that you never you never felt that way. No, no. Like once you made the decision, that once was once I made the decision, and I'd find places and people and communities where I was comfortable in. And, yeah. and my sexuality and me and all of me is not an issue. So maybe that's yeah. why I work in television. That's why I work for Coco Television, yes. where my boss is very out and proud. The wonderful lesbian. Linda, yes. Yeah, yeah. Linda Cullen. Um, you know, that's why I suppose gay and lesbian people are drawn to certain careers and traditionally yeah. might have been drawn to certain careers where they're either moving from one country to yeah. the next, you know, um, or they're in the arts. Yeah, or they're, or they're basketball players. Or they're, <laughs> <laughs> or they're basketball players. No, I was the one who just had crushes on them. Yeah, well, that's understandable. Imagine, who wouldn't fall for a fit young woman? My God. Okay, this, is, this might be, I don't know, you can tell me my, my own business no. if you like, but as a straight woman, I spent most of my time in gay bars <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. I was having great crack. But I always saw that there was a little bit of um, animosity between gay men and lesbians and yeah. I hated it yeah. so I wondered that's a good no I think that's a really good question do you have any experience of that like was was there ever a bar that you went to that you knew oh we're not really that welcome because the fucking you know the gay boys are, are you know giving us the side eye I think it's really important to acknowledge that we're all homosexual but we're very different beings yeah you know? we are we are uh so there's there's gay men and then there's lesbian women and now there's all sorts of people. Yeah. There's non-binary, there's trans and, you know. We... But are we homophobic, though, is what I wonder. Are, is, is there a caste system where yeah. there is a bit of homophobia? Uh... Which is essentially misogyny, I think, ultimately, if, if gay men think that they are the ones who are ruling the gay scene. Like you often see it, there'd be, especially back in the day, if, if you went to, say, a bear event or something mm. and a woman showed up at that door it it would be a bit like, oh, hang on, this is just a kind of a guy's night only. I mean, do lesbians have their own nights, for example? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and so yeah. that's that's equated like that. Yeah. That's good. Probably there was that years ago, but less so now. Yeah. Less yeah, so less now. so now, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now it's a dolly mixture everywhere. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And um, pronouns that we can't keep up with. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. But it's a great thing, like... um to actually learn these pronouns and to learn what the voice of the new generation of gays is. Absolutely. You know? And I think it's fantastic. And I know I'm behind. Yeah, I know, I'm and, well behind. Uh, and that's okay. But yeah. we should like, be behind. We're, we're a different generation. Yeah. I, th I think it amazes me that people have struggled with this whole pronoun thing. I struggle with it myself a little bit because ultimately I just want to know what your name is. Mm. I want to call you whatever your name is. But it's it's the same issue round and round again. Mm. We had it with ourselves coming out as gay men and gay mm. women. Mm. And now people are having trouble coming out as trans people mm. and, and all of that. Mm. It's the same issue yeah. around just grappling with the language. Yeah, it is. And we just have to also have to learn. Yeah. And exactly. just, you know, it's... Um, it's not a big deal. People mm. who are making a big deal of it and who have issue with trans people and yeah. who have issues with, oh my God, I can't. Like my most, I hate people saying, you know, I can't keep up or, yeah. you know, it's so. Yeah, who's so asking PC you to keep at up? At the moment. Exactly. I want to be PC. I want to know when yeah. I'm getting things wrong. Yeah. Oh, I have to tell you a lovely story. I was on holidays in the south of France with my trans friend, and I have just recently started HRT, and I 
forgot my HRT and my trans <gasps> friend gave me a patch. <laughs> well, oh, that's a good delighted. story. That so is fantastic. We were completely bonded. Yeah. And I went, there you go. There's equality. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's really brilliant. Yeah, that's I just brilliant. loved that moment. Yeah. And I went, do you know what? It was the most learning moment for me yeah. ever. Yeah. We are yeah. all maybe hormones or we're, you know, but we're all just one beautiful vessel of yeah. a human being yeah. that we can fit in whatever we want to fit in. Yeah. Not what you want to fit in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Anna Nolan, I want to throw you a curveball. Oh, my God. If you are in your lovely house near me yeah. and it went on fire, yes. what would you save? What's the first thing you'd my save? My cat. Ah, What's your cat's name? Minnie. Minnie. Oh, I love cats. Minnie. Oh, Minnie the Pussy. Yeah. How nice. Yes. <laughs> How lovely. Or we're not going to have a Minnie Pussy. <laughs> so you're saying you'd save your pussy first. Yeah. Understandable, and Anna. <laughs> yeah. And dead's a cat. <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. And then what would I say? What? Um, do, do, do nothing. Don't care about anything. No, no, apart from my records, obviously. Well, and her they're in DVD specials. And they're in storage. <laughs> yes. Too. Okay. Good they, answer. Uh, High, yeah, very expensive storage <laughs> place. Um, no, I don't. I don't care about things. I don't care about yeah. owning things. You don't seem to. No, certainly. I know I'd get a lot on the compo, so I just on the compo. House. Are you in a relationship now, or yes. are you like myself? Oh, are you? That's why you're beaming. I, I, that that yeah, I thought no, you didn't. I was like, I thought um, I was. <laughs> I'm the only single person left on the planet. No, I'm single too. Oh, yeah. I've been single forever. Yeah, single. Easy Me, myself single. and I. He's I'm in a threesome. Me, myself single. and I. <laughs> I'm in a throuple. <laughs> yeah, but I am an easy single. Yeah. Like a, slice, enjoy, like a cheese slice. Do you slice. enjoy being single? I do, actually. Um, no, Anna, do you know what I don't enjoy is the um, answer now. I enjoy it for a while. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in my power again. And then I go, oh, God, I mm. love looking after people. I mm. love being that mm. kind of person who mm. w worries about somebody else. Or... Do you like being looked after, though? Of course. Yeah. yeah. But I like looking after as well. Yeah. I like, yeah. Yeah. I like the currency. Yeah. yeah, I love the currency. Yes. Relationship. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see what that would be like. I've never really done it. You know, I know it's an unusual thing to say for a 55 year old gay man. I've never had a proper boyfriend ever in I my life. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, well, you're right in a way. Actually, you're absolutely not. right I'm in a way because music for me always took precedence. <laughs> yeah. And you, and there's a lot, it's a high cost to that yeah. because it takes so much of your life to put records and books and things together. Mm. So that you are right, even though you're being and sarcastic. You're not, not at all but, so I would love to see what it's like, not, you know, to see if I would actually be good at that. I think I would because mm. I, I would know more than yourself. I love looking after people. Mm. I love that somebody might surprise me. But you have to move me out first, like out of your life and say, <laughs> he's given me a ring. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. She wears my ring. Exactly. <laughs> I wore it out. I mean, the ring on my. <laughs> so it's going well, Anna. How many years? How many months is this new thing? This it's it's newish. It's two and a half years. Oh right. In yeah. lesbian years, what is that now? That's about 25. forty, 25. is it? Okay. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of cats. <laughs> it's a lot of cats. Oh my god. That's like three generations of cats. Yes. <laughs> so tell us one. I, I would love to know what is the best piece of advice you've ever received from anybody in the world. Certainly not us. Don't make a decision when you're in bad form. Great advice. That, that was great advice. Yeah, and I love making decisions when I'm in bad form. <laughs> <laughs> I love impatient decisions. I love, we're not doing this or we are yeah. doing that. So that, that was a good bit of advice. And going back to that great little tip that novice mistress gave me, which I still use, yeah. which is if you're re a big decision you're making and you're not sure what to do, spend a few days thinking you're doing it that way. 
spend another few days it's, thinking it's really good that. advice I, and you'll just know you just know what I, fits right. I got it wrong I thought it was three months either side and it was just <laughs> procrastination <laughs> I thought it was three bottles of red wine and then oh yeah and three bottles of white oh yeah okay six days. that was lockdown <laughs> and finally Anna just one more thing um what advice would you give to a young person who wants to come out today is in difficult circumstances I would say take your time with it. Uh, think about who you're going to tell because you know who the right person is to tell. Mm-hmm. If there's a family member that's going to get a little bit, you know, on who's going to be unhappy with that news, maybe they're not the first person to talk to. So just think about who you're going to tell the, the news to. Um, and take your time. Don't rush it. Oh. That's yeah, I mean, I would all I would add to that is I would say now, having come out in person to, to difficult people, I would actually encourage somebody to either write an email or a letter because technology is on our side or a text or whatever. Because I think sometimes when you tell somebody really shocking like that, they give you a knee jerk reaction and they didn't really mean to say things. Whereas if you sit with an email or a letter and you're able to reread it and even say that, mm-hmm. look, I'm writing to you so as you can reread this. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to reply straight That's away. Lovely. You know, and just oh. take your time with it That's and then lovely. come back. Oh, yeah. Anna and Brian, I, w- I wish I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, we don't want you, Catherine. We've enough. I'm, I'm an honorary gay. Well, anyway, we've come to the end of another episode. I, for one, am devastated. I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks to you for listening, uh, the people at home, of course, wherever you are, however you listen to your podcast, and joining us on another trip around the world in 80 gays. Make sure you follow us on all our socials for the latest updates. And if you enjoyed our chat, please rate and review wherever you listen. Now, before we leave you, each week we like to end with an inspirational quote, each from an LGBTQIA plus legend. And this week it's from the one and only RuPaul who says, uh, we're all born naked. The rest is drag, honey. Oh, I love a bit of drag. Amen. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you, Anna Nolan. <laughs> Thank bye you. bye. <laughs>